podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite Wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Boom, the boys are back, and it's time to at least talk about K-State's final 10 games in Big 12 play. Um, If you're listening to this on release day, uh, we're playing KU and Allen Fieldhouse 7 p.m. on ESPN+. Oh, boy. I mean... You know, it's it's the uh, you know it's the theater of nightmares uh, in Allen Fieldhouse, but we'll see if Jerome Tang can be the man uh, who kind of starts to slay those demons. But uh, it's tough to win in the Big Twelve, especially on the road. Uh, but this game is not, or this show is not going to be specifically about that game. Um, I'll, I'll talk about it here, I'm sure, in a little bit. But uh, it really is going to be setting up the back end of Big 12 play. Um, We're sitting here, you know, in a three-way tie at the top of the league. There are three teams that are only a game back. Uh, Basically, everyone except for Texas Tech, West Virginia, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State uh, have reason to believe uh, that they can... uh, you know, that they can compete, that they can uh, walk away with hardware, cut down some nets, put up some banners, what, whatever whatever uh, verbiage you want to use. And K-State is 100% in that mix. Uh, I, I started this season saying, hey, get to 18 wins in the regular season, grab a game or two in the Big 12 tournament, and you're dancing. That's the goal. That's what you need to shoot for. And I was saying once we got Keontae Johnson, hey, I feel like we're going to do it. Um, Before Keontae Johnson, I thought, okay, uh, maybe bubble team, but it's going to be tight. Got Keontae Johnson, I said, hey, we're going to be a tournament team. Um, I I like to think that I was one of the, you know, first handful of folks on the Jerome Tang train. Uh, The the first second I got a whiff that, hey, Brad Underwood is – I don't want to say playing K State for a raise because uh, I know some folks don't really like that. But once it became like, all right, he's he, he that's not going to happen. I very quickly moved on to Jerome Tang. I think while some folks were still uh, holding out hope for you know other coaches, um, there were a handful of losers that really wanted Chris Jans. Um, there were a handful of folks that wanted Todd Golden, and we saw how that went. Um, but I, I, once it was like, all right, it's not Brad Underwood. I was right on the drum tang bandwagon and not even I, someone who, who I think is been very, uh, optimistic with K-State basketball. I, I did not think that this was in the cards. I think the only person who was this bullish on, uh, K-State basketball who thought, Hey, th- this really could be a, a contending type team was Grant Flanders of K-State Online. So shout out to him. 
Um, so we're going to be setting it up. I'll talk a little bit here momentarily about the game tonight. If you guys are listening on release night, I am recording this at 12.27 p.m. on Sunday on Kansas Day. So a happy belated Kansas Day from the Sunflower State, the Wheat State, uh, you know, the, the Prairie, whatever you want to call it. I, I love the state of Kansas. And I hope all of you who are listening who live in the state of Kansas have that level of pride as well. And then even if uh, you, you no longer live here, if you have some roots here, I hope you always stand up for the state of Kansas because I think it's a beautiful place. I think it's one of the greatest states and uh, chock full of history. And, and I think that uh, the state still has uh, some of their best years ever to come. And it is the home of our beloved Kansas State University. Before we get into the show, Manhattan Brewing Company, the best brewery in the entire state of Kansas. Uh, they were running some great deals. They run, honestly, folks, they run great deals during every K-State men's basketball game. If you're not at the Octagon, if you're not at the away venue, and you want a good atmosphere to watch the Cats, if you want $2 off Tang Party, if you want some of the best craft beer in the world, watch the game at Manhattan Brewing Company. Also, get ready. I have it on pretty good authority very soon. They will be distributing into the Lawrence and Kansas City areas. So very soon, we're going to be able to take over liquor stores, sell them out of Manhattan Brewing Company beer, and demand even more. Your guys' work asking for it all across the state of Kansas is working. So if your liquor store doesn't have it, make sure to politely but firmly ask for Manhattan Brewing Company. All right, let's get into it. First, the game uh, versus Kansas in Allen Fieldhouse. Uh, I, I, I said it the last time. I was in there uh, the last time we won when when uh, Cartier Martin, Clint Stewart, Jama Diara, Jim Waldridge uh, got that win, and it was it was one of those core memories. Um, it obviously has not happened. You know, Bob Huggins failed to do it. Frank Martin failed to do it. Bruce Weber failed to do it, even though he was dangerously close a couple times. Um, I'm hoping Jerome Tank can be that guy. Um, we saw it. We saw KU, and, and we started them down their uh, you know losing streak path. Uh, and I mean, they're they're nothing. They're they're a good team. I mean, we saw them easily take care of Kentucky on the road, and uh, this this is not to like give them. Bullets and board material. Although, you know, if anyone who is associated with KU basketball is listening to the show, uh, please get help. I mean, please get help. But they're not this juggernaut. They're not this mythological team that can't be slayed. We saw it. I, I truly believe that we have the better bench. I truly believe we have the better athletes. And we, we, we have a coach who has done almost everything you could want right. Coming out of timeouts, we were able to execute and get buckets, and we were able to get stops. Each time KU had the chance to win the game at the buzzer. I I, I don't think that there is some mountain of an advantage uh, for KU, and, and it's been a long time since uh, you could say that. I mean, you know, the Big 12 championship season was there. 
Um, some of those Jacob Poland seasons were there, but even the the year we we, we tied with them, you know, in, in 2013, Bruce's first year, you could say it there, but it's only been a handful of seasons. So if there was a time to basically say we can go head to head with KU in Allen Fieldhouse, this is one of those years where you have to go for it. Um, I think a massive key is going to be getting Marquise Noel going early. KU did an amazing job stopping him, at least from getting buckets uh, a couple weeks ago in Bramlage Coliseum. Um, I don't know. Look, look, I'm not a I'm not a basketball savant. I'm not an X's and O's guy. I'm not going to pretend to be any of those things. Um, but I, I don't know if you can stop Jalen Wilson. And I, I think that basically saying, hey, look, uh, he's going to get his. He might have a, another career night. But we don't we don't want anyone else to have a big night. We're going to shut down Dick. We're going to shut down McCullough. We're going to shut down uh, you know, Wilson. Uh, no one from their bench scares me. I mean, do, need to do a little bit better job on uh, KJ Adams. Um but but I think that this can be a game. I'm I'm not I would not predict us to win. I would not bet on us to win. But I think it is going to be a game. I think I'd be a little surprised if the old script got dusted off and this game was over by the under 12 timeout in the first half. I would be surprised if that happened. Um maybe I shouldn't, but I, I would be surprised. I, I think this team is too good. I think this team is too well coached. Uh, to let that happen, and I think that for the most part they are equals uh, when, when they step on the floor uh, on Tuesday. So I'll be tuning in uh, unless I can find some you know last second deals. If anyone's listening and wants to give me a bunch of tickets, I promise to give any extra tickets to some students. Uh, you know, if anyone wants to do that, you know, slide into the DMs. It's going to be a fun night, though. Uh, this is what college basketball is all about. It's, it's about these. Uh, payback type games it's about these rivalries it's about you know the history and while uh, history probably isn't on the side of k-state uh often enough in this rivalry uh, it, it is one of those historic rivalries it's it's one of the most played rivalries in all of college basketball it's one of the most ranked versus ranked matchups in all of college basketball this is a historic game that belongs uh honestly if it's not on the Mount Rushmore of college basketball rivalries, uh, it's pretty darn close uh, when you look at the history, when you look at some of these games of importance. And if, if if we can do our job, if we can start nicking up some of these, I think it's only going to get more of this Hollywood top billing. Uh, but let's talk about where things are in the entire Big 12. Uh, you know, it's always tough. For basketball, I think far more than football to kind of be like, oh, this schedule's tough. Oh, it lays out you know favorably here or there. I, I think it's it's, it's way tougher uh, because really there's so much, especially in this transfer portal era, so much uh, volatility. Uh, but we're almost at the midway point, midweek point. Uh, after Wednesday, every single team will will have played half of their games. Will have played nine Big Twelve games and. I think there's some funny quirks with how the schedule played out for K-State. First off, uh, playing KU uh, both games before uh, the midweek point, midweek or midway point, excuse me, that is a quirk. That is something uh, probably you wouldn't necessarily want, but hey, if you can pull it off, uh, you'll be very happy you got both of them. Here's the other thing. If you look at the top 
you know, contenders for the Big 12. The six teams that can contend. K-State, Iowa State, Texas, Baylor, uh, KU, the top six teams. You know, basically everyone except for Texas Tech, uh, West Virginia, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. K-State would have already played at Texas and won. Would have already played at Baylor and won. Yes, we lost uh, versus Iowa State. We still have to play KU and then TCU. We, we, we got run out of the gym at TCU. But we don't have a single one of these massive road games. Any of these, uh, you know, in soccer they call them six-pointers. Uh, but, like, you don't have any of those games left on the road. You get Iowa State at home on a Saturday. You have TCU and Baylor at home on a Tuesday. You have Texas coming up this following Saturday, and it's a stripe out. Make sure to look up what color your section's wearing. When you have four remaining games against the top six, and all four are at home, that sure sets you up for what could be a really fun run-in. Uh, to the end of the season. You're still going to have to go to Oklahoma State. You're still going to have to go to Oklahoma. You're still going to have to go to uh, West Virginia. So, shit. Is my math right on that? I don't know if my math's right. Yeah, it, my, my math was right. The the final nine games, the, the back end of Big 12 play, you have Texas at home, TCU at home, at Texas Tech, at Oklahoma, Iowa State at home, Baylor at home, Oklahoma State on the road, uh, Oklahoma at home, at West Virginia. If you want to be a contender for this league, taking care of business at home just on its own is going to go miles and miles for this team. Because then again, the the four road games that you have down the stretch are versus the bottom four teams in the Big 12. Winning on the road is very tough whether it be KU or whether it be Oklahoma State. We saw what West Virginia and Oklahoma did at home versus the best of the best in the SEC. So none of these road games are going to be gimmies. And hell, even the home games, you know, the home game versus Oklahoma, that's not going to be some gimme. But when you have these big-time games at home, in front of this crowd that is turning themselves back into the octagon of doom that gives you far more than a puncher's chance to get some of these games versus your fellow title contenders. So when it is setting up like that, and and again, you have a game up on KU. You have a game up on Baylor. You have a game up on TCU. So you already have a head start on these teams going into the final 10. Yes, it, 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 there's a very real chance. Uh, it would not be shocking at all if we go into Saturday's games and it's a full-on six-way tie for first. That would not be the craziest thing in the world. Uh, you know, Obviously, I, KU will be favored versus K-State. Baylor is hosting Texas. Or, no, Baylor's going to Texas. But that's not some rabid crowd. But, you know, Baylor pulls off their win versus Texas. If Iowa State poops their pants and loses in Lubbock. TCU beats West Virginia. If all those things happen, 
you know, if, if things play out the way, like, again, none of that would be shocking. It, it would not be the craziest thing in the world to have a six-way tie for first going into Saturday. This is how wild the Big 12 is. And that's why getting these games at home matters. There's nobody else, nobody else who the back end, again, I, I know I'm doing this on Tuesday, the day you know we're playing KU, this is our midway point. But after that game, you don't have another road game against anyone in the top six. Your four road games, you get five at home, four on the road to close thing out, and all four on the road are versus those lower level teams, the bottom four teams, which again, could compete. I mean, hell, I think all four of them would win the ACC this year. So it's setting up very nicely. Now to the big kicker. With David Gasson coming back, that extra wrinkle, that extra shot in the arm. And what we saw, what we saw David bring in that game versus Florida, you have a hard time not daydreaming of what this team could accomplish, what this team could realistically do. In the final 10 games. Every road game from here on out. You take care of business. Folks that, that's a, that's another feather in your cap. If you win out at home. K-State will have a shot. To bring home a Big 12 title. I'll leave some of the, uh, the, the talk about the other teams to other podcasts. But you know. Uh, especially with Iowa State dealing with injury stuff. TCU dealing with some injury stuff. If you let everyone else cannibalize, and if you take care of business at home versus Texas, versus TCU, versus Baylor, versus Iowa State, fuck, that game versus Iowa State is going to be a hornet's nest. Folks, I never in a million years would I have thought we'd be sitting at this point with 10 to play. And Big 12 play. Just over the moon. And, and, and this is going to be a gauntlet. Every single game, you're going to have your Apple iPhone watches being like, hey, you might want to see a cardiologist. It is going to be a war. Every single game is going to be this battle. But that's what's going to make this run in so fun. This is what's going to make it so much fun. And it's what's bringing life back to basketball in this region. Folks, I I, I don't know what is going to happen. And to a extent, everything from here is gravy. K-State has their 18th win. We will be going to the NCAA tournament for the first time, uh, you know, since 2018-19. And it's been too long. You know, we, we've dealt with a pandemic. We've dealt with three straight losing seasons. We've seen uh, just the atmosphere, the culture, and everything surrounding K-State basketball get far more toxic than anything, than anything should be 
when you're a fan of, you know, uh, uh, of college sports. You know, and, and it's, no, it's not the most toxic. There, there are more toxic fan bases out there. Um, and even I probably, during times over the last three years, have been hyperbolic. But we weren't in a good place. And things were not fun anymore. You know, we we weren't doing live shows some weeks last year because no one wanted to talk about K-State basketball. You know, we, we were doing shows where we were overanalyzing uh, and talking about every individual football transfer and every individual football commitment, which we're still going to have Drew... Galloway of K-State online on, and we're going to talk about some of these football editions here in a couple weeks, but, and, and as you guys can tell, this is one of those episodes, it's kind of like, it's happening far more than it used to, where I, where I didn't have an outline, I was just kind of speaking from the heart for this episode, uh, it all turned around, Gene Taylor went out, made what is looking like another home run hire, and Jerome Tang, along with the roster he built, single-handedly fixed everything around K-State basketball in, what, six months? It's just amazing to be sitting here in this situation because, again, we had to deal with a very messy... And one... Let me rephrase what I was about to say. Uh, We had to deal with the exiting and firing of a man who had a stadium named after him. And the backlash of hiring an FCS football coach. And what did he do? Eight games, pandemic. Eight games, Big 12 title. We had to deal with a man who has won more at K-State, who has brought trophies, who has done stuff at K-State that hasn't been seen in decades. But the fans never embraced. Lots of the fans never stopped hating. And we saw three of the worst years in K-State basketball history. And we had to move on. They did move on. It was the correct decision. And then hiring of a lifetime assistant, um, and it's turned around so quickly. We're we're sitting in a situation with K-State Athletics that uh, it's not unprecedented. It is not. I mean, just, what, like 10 years ago? (laughs) I mean, just 10 years ago, we won the conference in football and basketball. You know, we've won... A lot of football games since. We've won a Big 12 title since. We've gone to the Elite Eight since. We've had ups, up and down years with other sports at K-State. This is not unprecedented. This is not something we have never seen before. K-State fans uh, have been lucky. Seeing great runs from both of their high-profile teams all at the same time. But it doesn't make it any more or any less... Uh, exciting. It, 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 I, I know I'm speaking only for myself, but you, you wake up on basketball game days and uh, you have that 
those butterflies in your stomach again. You know, I, I get chills walking into Bramlage Coliseum again. And for it to have for it to have happened so quick, uh, it's just been so amazing. And, and this run in this final ten games, uh, you know, we, we played so many close games. I, I think Jerome Tang is like six and one, seven and one in like uh, close games or overtime games. Uh, and, and will that even out? You know, where will K State's health be in? relation to other teams in the Big 12. Well, one of these teams get just super hot and then maybe run away with it. I don't think that's possible. I don't think any team is capable of just saying, "Nope, we're just going to win out and the the Big 12 champion is going to be 16 and 2 or 15 and 3." I don't think that's going to happen. I think uh, you know, 14 and 4 is the best case scenario for whoever the Big 12 champion is. Um and nothing compares to a college football Saturday, but when your team is looking good and when college basketball is fun, there's something to watch every night, and uh, times are exciting. Times are exciting for uh, K-State fans. Things are exciting uh, as Big 12 fans as well. You know, this is a lot of fun. And uh, I hope you guys are having fun too. You know, as you guys are listening to this, I'm, I'm sure – uh, my gut will be feeling like it's full of marbles, nerves for tonight's game. Um, you know, win, winning that one on the road, uh, that puts you in a situation where it would be hard not to say you're at least one of the favorites, one of the people in the driver's seat uh, at that midway point. So uh, I know I'm excited. I'm, I'm sorry that this is one of those rambling episodes. I think uh, the Tuesday episodes uh, on occasion are going to be a little bit like this. We'll see. Um, Working on getting a few guests here for some of the Tuesday shows in the future. Uh, But a lot of folks are busy right now. So, uh, and this is the new schedule Monday, Tuesday, and then Thursday with the live shows. We'll be going live Wednesday, 7 p.m. That's a schedule. And you guys know me. I'm a sucker for declaring a schedule and sticking to it. So, that's the show we got for today. It, it was a rambling mess, uh, but I don't think I'm alone. I, I don't think I'm alone. I, I, I think a lot of this nervous, excited energy being back around K-State fans in the winter, I, I, I'd like to think a lot of you are feeling some of these same emotions too. And uh, I'm just the one who uh, is obsessive enough to you know, release over 500 episodes in less than five years. Uh, talking about sports, and you guys are listening to it on Spotify, Apple, whatever. Uh, if you're still listening at this point, if you haven't given us a uh, five-star review on Apple or Spotify, uh, please consider doing so. Uh, I'd like to think that uh, if you're listening through this entire rambling mess, uh, that you would uh, that you would agree. Um, let me know your thoughts on the schedule. Let this kind of be a springboard. What do you think of our schedule compared to some of the other contenders, uh, especially with that home away, uh, you know, mix? Everyone has to play everyone twice. Uh, that's going to be maybe the number one thing I miss about uh, the Big 12 when it expands. Uh, don't get me wrong. I love round robin in football. I do. I, I love round robin in football, but I think the double round robin in basketball 
uh, is is the best thing in the world. I, I, I truly think that uh, it is the best. And I, I think that's the thing I'm going to miss the most with Texas and Oklahoma leaving. It's not playing those two teams. It's that we're missing this format. Uh, so in the final year of Double Round Robin, let me know what you guys think about this uh, run-in final 10 games, final nine games. Uh, also, give me a prediction for the uh, KUK State game. If anyone gets the prediction 100% correctly, I will uh, send you something from the Bosco's Boys merch store. So tweet at Bosco's Boys your prediction for the game and uh, include a gif of a dog as well. So that way I know you're not just seeing people uh, you know, tweet stuff in. So if anyone gets it right, I'll send you something from the merch store. Thank you for listening this far if you have. We love you guys. Shout out to my dog, Chauncey. Uh, he's the best co-host in the world. Uh, and then also Valentine's Day. Again, if you're if you're still listening, this, Valentine's Day is like two weeks away. Uh, send your mom a card. I promise it'll make her day. Uh, and then also your significant other. But send your mom a card. She'll love it. Uh, so for Chauncey Bosco, the best dog in the world, for all K-State fans everywhere, we love you guys. Sorry this was a trash episode, but go Cats. I hope tonight's fun. Hail to the purple, hail to the white, wildcat in spirit, wildcat in fight. Hail alma mater from sea to sea. Fight UK State Wildcats for alma mater fights. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be a fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. UK State Wildcats for alma mater fight. Fight, fight, fight. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be. Fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Go State! Ta-da!
Social Podcast Network.